Hello, welcome to the Lone Show. I'm your host, Jami Lone. In this episode, I've not brought on regulars because this time time of the morning, the my regulars would have already be still be sleeping. And yeah. Anyway, as for our guest, he's from the Netherlands. He is Amazon number one best-selling author, mindset and behavioral expert who developed a personal mastery model that is changing lives around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jan Kampu. <laughs> Hi, how you doing, uh, Jomi? Thanks uh, for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. As it is for me. <laughs> so, how's life? How's life? Life is fantastic. Uh, life is full of wonders, full of miracles. And uh, that's a good way to start because um, I think we all have a conscious choice to make at every second of the day. How do we perceive life? It can be dangerous, it can be difficult, or it can be fantastic and magical. I just magical. Hmm. Fabulous. And uh, have you been up too much recently? If I what, sorry? Have you been up too much recently? Uh, yeah, maybe too much. <laughs> because um, there's a lot of amazing projects um, that are yeah being thrown at me. Uh, because of the yeah of the kind of uh, intentions I'm sending out there and putting out there the, the the transformational work I'm trying to do in the world, so um, I'm being approached by uh, very very interesting amazing human beings to collaborate on amazing projects to raise consciousness in the world, to develop conscious leaders, uh, conscious human beings. So yeah, busy and happy. Fabulous. So. Tell me more about the kind of things that you do. So what do I do? Uh, on a normal day, what you find me doing is uh, doing most mostly coaching and training of uh, individuals or leaders or teams uh, and maybe even uh, complete organizations. So what I do is um, you could call me a facilitator of um, awareness, consciousness, um, mindset and behavior change for uh, people and companies and teams that... You know, they have an idea, they have a strategy, they have a goal, and uh, somehow they're blocked and uh, they're not getting what they want or they're getting it, but with incredible amount of energy being wasted in the process um, that reflects in the, in the cost structure they have that is not acceptable or in the level of sickness rates uh, in the company or in the suffering every day, the emotions people experience, um, fear, anxiety, depression, sadness, shame, guilt, you name it. And what I try to do is um, to stop suffering in a very simple, intuitive, transformative way by making people uh, conscious of how their inner universe works, how the dynamics between them and other people work, and how to transform those in a loving, simple way. Okay, interesting. And what, what encouraged you to become a mindset and behavioral expert? What? Wow, that's a great question. I think you need to go back maybe 12 years um, in time, uh, maybe 13 years. So um, I was a normal uh, professional, you know, doing my sales and business development uh, for different companies. And I had a health crisis. Uh, every week I would have something in my body, um, you know, pain in my stomach, um, sore muscles in the neck, um, headaches, ulcers on my, on my mouth. And every week I would go to the clinic until one of the responsible doctors uh, saw my um, history. And he said, man, you're coming from different symptoms, but the 
root cause is the same, is stress. You need to reassess how you live life because otherwise you're going to have a problem. Well, you already have it. <laughs> so he sent me to a neurologist, uh, and the neurologist basically was a very good coach. He said, welcome. Uh, I said, welcome to what? To the group of people who die at 35, he says. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? Yes, uh, no matter how healthy you think you are, your priorities in life are going to kill you. You're working too hard. You're valuing career, success, power, pleasure too much. And you're putting your health, family, relationships, things like love on lower on the priority list, which is reflecting on how your body is screaming for help and change. So that conversation really triggered me. And um, uh, the guy then wrote a prescription. And this is true what I'm going to say. He wrote a prescription that said, yoga for life. <laughs> so here's a neuro um, uh, neurologist writing this. Uh, and it took me one yoga session to really, really uh, feel that there was something more than what we normally think life is and uh, the normal feelings we have every day. So I kept going deeper and deeper on um, consciousness practice, meditation, mindfulness, till one day, and here I come to your question, I got this calling, this download of clarity of what I was supposed to do with my life. And that sounded something like this. You are uh, to raise, raise humanity's consciousness. Work with a group of people to be the engine of change of the world. You can imagine, <laughs> Jeremy, that um, uh, for someone that age, I was, I think, 20, young 26 or something, I was super confused because that was not language I would use in my life. I didn't know what it meant. Um, so I actually ignored it for a while. But after uh, weeks of hearing that voice in my mind, I said, I need to act on it. From that moment, from that year, I never stopped uh, being certified, exploring ways, techniques, approaches, methodologies to uh, work towards that vision and mission. That made me a specialist and an expert in everything that has to do with the inner universe of human beings, emotions, thoughts, beliefs, values, identity, behavior, um, and how can people actually transform that in a very simple, intuitive way. Okay, then. Sounds good. <laughs> and so you've, and it says you have been coaching 12,000 people, either one-to-one -one in groups or through online courses. Well, and what is the question? Well, the question I want to ask is, out of all the people that you have been coaching, what, what is the usually common questions they ask you? Okay, so first make a comment about the number you said. Yes, correct. It's uh, more than actually now 13,000. Um, the oh, wow. biggest chunk of that number, it's uh, not personal coaching, of course. Otherwise, I would be 90 years old, probably. Um, this, uh, a lot of these people, thousands and thousands, come from e-courses that I have on different uh, platforms. And uh, I have my own community as well with e-courses e inside. But there's other, like Udemy is another place where people can find some of my courses that I put out there a, a while ago. Yeah, and just on Udemy, I have, I think I checked yesterday, 13,500 people that follow my courses uh, with great testimonials and, and stories. But then again, those are e-courses. Um, and then you have the transformational journeys that I take personally people through. 
And then coming to the other question of uh, what kind of questions people bring, I mean, you need to distinguish between uh, types of coaches and consultants and facilitators. Uh, most people, when they think of coaching, they think of transactional coaching, which is basically you do something and you, different and you get a different result, right? Uh, and most life coaches and normal coaches work that way. What I do in the last years is transformational coaching. And it's also a word that has been used a lot, but only when you experience it, then you realize, damn, <laughs> I thought I had a life. I thought I knew what happiness, inner peace, success was. This is a new paradigm. Okay, that's why it's called a transformation, it's not change. So normally people that I love to work with and I accept working with, I'm very selective with who I work, is people who you know have been living their lives, working in their careers, at least for three, five years. And they had a definition of what success is. They had a definition of what, um, you know, greatness is and, and what life is all about. But suddenly they find themselves stressed, tired, unfulfilled, um, and anxious, fearful. They say, what is my life? What is the meaning of everything I'm doing? What is my purpose? Why am I unfulfilled? Even if I have all the money I want, even if I have the car that I wanted, my apartment in Manhattan, whatever, why do I feel this void inside of me? And I'm so stressed. I, want to ch I need a change. Then when you come to me, the process I take people through, this journey of exploration, expansion of consciousness, it radically changes how people see themselves, how they see relationships and life itself. And from that new redefinition of what's important for you, how you define success in your own terms, and also healing the past and healing those limiting beliefs that we all have that are subconscious. Do we become free to feel how we want to feel every day and to pursue a life that we actually are destined to live? It's becoming authentic and completely aligned with who you really are instead of trying to achieve an image that someone put in your mind and we just accept every day. Okay, then. Sounds really good. Thank you. You're welcome. And if there's any advice you can give to my listeners right now in terms of what we just discussed thus far, what advice would you give them? Oh, what a beautiful question. This is a good question. So please listen up. <laughs> no matter what you do, if you want to have a chance, okay, if you want to have a chance at fulfillment, deep joy, inner peace, empowerment, all of these cliche words, but they're so needed. It all starts with awareness. It all starts with awareness. You cannot change what you don't see. You cannot fight a, an enemy you cannot see. Right? I think in uh, um, AA, Alcoholic Anonymous, um, and all these organizations, they all say the same thing. It starts with becoming aware you have a problem, accepting it or not a problem maybe, but that you would like a change. And then embrace that and take full accountability, full responsibility for your own well-being, joy, fulfillment, success, or whatever it is that you want. Stop blaming others. Stop putting you know justifications on why you don't have what you don't have, why you do what you do. Stop the victim role. Just put it on yourself. Say, I, have, I don't have this. I want this. Start taking the actions. Now, sometimes just by doing that, you will find yourself 
taking actions that you didn't take before, which is inevitably going to change your reality. But when you can't, that's when you need to engage with someone that can help you. A coach, a facilitator. I'm just one of the many out there. But just thinking that we can do everything by ourselves is crazy. Every year I invest more than 10,000 euros in coaches and courses for my entrepreneurship, for my own well-being, for my uh, mission and vision. And only when you do that, you see that, my God, the transformation and the results you get are really exponential. Yeah, that, that is brilliant advice. I, I, I would certainly take that on board. <laughs> Penny, for your thoughts, what is in your mind right now, eh, Jomi? Uh, that you think, wow, this is why I would need this, uh, any kind of support. What is something in your life that, uh, that it would be transformed if you would get the right kind of support? Hmm. Well, I have, I have thought about this in the past. Yeah. What, what, what things I usually think about my life is what ever since high school and college, I have been somewhat very, somewhat popular with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And as I go on with life and move, moving on to next chapters, I just I just have this feeling in my mind that every time I do meet up with my old friends that I used to go to high school or college with, it just never it just sometimes the relations just doesn't feel the same as it were back mm -hmm. when I was in high school or college. And, I was, yeah. and it just feels like that. What what what's up? What what's up with me? Why why are they behaving like this? So I'm just concerned in my opinion, about how I present myself and how I engage with, uh, with my old friends since graduation and would it ever, and the differences that comes with it. That's just what, that's at least one thing that comes to my mind. Like my yeah. mate, when I was very, well, since given I was, used to be popular back in high school and college, but when I do move on, when I do meet with my old friends, the, the relationship just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, definitely. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, this uh, awareness that you have about this thing is one of the big reasons why people choose to engage uh, with me, for example. Um, you cannot pinpoint it. You don't know exactly what it is, but you do feel and experience the the pain or, or the cost it has, uh, mental level or emotional level, but even maybe energy-wise in your body, uh, that you are spending time with people that is just not the same. Um, some people maybe even suffer because of this greatly. So the normal reason why this happens is because as we go through life, yes, our environments change. Yes, our thoughts and, and, and yeah, behaviors change. But something that changes very slowly every, let's say, one to five years or more is our values. <clears throat> Excuse me. What we value in life, what is important for us. And... That's why every around five years, we find ourselves trying to redefine ourselves or to uh, make some changes in our lives because we just value different things. And um, things that were important for us back then might not be important for us right now. Uh, if you didn't have money, you started your career, uh, career and money was very important for you. But if suddenly you find yourself earning more than you need, you know, suddenly making money is not that important for you, suddenly... Um, your relationships might be more important again, or maybe you find that you want to make an impact in the world. Maybe you find that you want to explore the, the, the planet and travel and, and be adventurous. 
all these values keep changing. And values are very normally subconscious. We don't think about them. They just drive us in our behaviors. So if you find yourself with that gap between your ex-friends or your friends and you, it's because you're growing apart in the sense of what do you value, okay? And how do you think you can get those values met? So what's important for you might not be the same anymore. And the way you get those new values might also be different. So what I tell people normally, if I had to give you one little insight here, would be this. Stop trying to read the chapter, the last chapter of your life. To read the next chapter, you need to close the last one and start reading the new one. And it sounds kind of passive, like you just read a chapter that is written for you. That's also not true. You get to write whatever you want in it. But you need to listen to yourself. What is important for me? Who am I today? Who am I becoming? What is calling me from the future that wants to manifest this version of me, authentic version of me, right? Because as we grow old, uh, when we're growing up, we basically try to, uh, we get values and what's important in life from other people, from our parents, our friends, right? Uh, the groups we belong to, television. But once we become young adults, we need to redefine our values and beliefs, what we think about things and what we what's important in life. And that process is what every person needs to do after 20 something years old. Otherwise, you get more and more conflict with people because you keep putting yourself in, in environments that don't resonate with who you really are anymore. You need to close that chapter. And um, once the, the fear of people when they do this is that, well, I'm gonna lose my friends. I'm gonna lose my family if I do this. Well, you're focusing on what you're going to lose, but you can also turn it around and realize all the amazing new people that have been waiting for someone like you, that are ready for you, wanting you, but you're not looking at them. You're not open to that resonance, to that attraction of the new people that are ready for you. You're becoming someone, you're becoming someone and belonging to a new tribe that you haven't opened the door to. Um, and once you do that, the amount of creativity, energy, possibilities, collaborations that open up are fascinating. I mean, gosh, the fact that you have this podcast, my friend, and that you're inviting people like me to it, is you opening that door, spending more time with people that could add other kind of value, new value to your life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can actually see that now. And despite the good times I had with my old friends, there's, a, there's always open for change and a new chapter that, that awaits me. That's always true. Always. Yeah. And also, by the way, you can just close the book if you don't like it and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. And, and why not just get a blank book and paint on it whatever you want? That's why yeah. I called my model, the, you talked about my uh, Amazon number one best-selling book. It's called yeah. The Mind Canvas. The Mind Canvas. The reason why I call it Canvas is because your life is a canvas. You can draw and paint on it, whatever you want, really. There's no limit. You know, and I'm not, I'm not those kind of coaches to say, you should have the best life ever with a lot of money. I don't care about that. If you want that, go pursue it. Great. Good for you. Okay? We, we cannot judge the values of others. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is really what you want to do with it. It is, a, it is a canvas. And anything you want to create, anything you want to have, do, 
is waiting for you to just set the intention and do it. It might take more time for some people, less time. It might take more resource for some, but it doesn't matter. Time is an illusion. It's just a matter of taking action, persevering at it, and then you change your reality every day and you paint whatever you want to paint in the story of your life. But the mind canvas is where it all starts because to create something out there, you need to create it in your mind first. Stop revisiting the old stories of who you think you are, of the things that are important in life, and just say, what do I want to believe? What do I want to be important for me? Right? Who am I really? And from there, envision the kind of behaviors, experiences, life circumstances you want for yourself. Because anything that has ever been created out there in the world had first to be created in someone's mind. I think it was uh, Robin Sharma who said that, an amazing author. One of my favorite books um, is from Robin Sharma. And it all starts in your mind. And if you don't stop replaying the same stories, you're not going to get any difference out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. So, if the internet suddenly stopped existing, what would you what would you do with the time they usually spend on on it? Oh gosh, you have good questions. Oh, nice. Let me think about this one. What would I do with the time that I wouldn't spend on internet if internet were to stop? Oh gosh, I think I would have twenty three hours a day extra because I spend so much time on internet. Yeah. So the answer is easy. I would connect with people more. I would um, I would be in front of people more, serving, helping, and I would spend more time in nature and with my family. That's it. Yeah, that's that's nice. You know, I would have done the same. I've I was also gonna go on a walk somewhere with my family or friends. It's it feels refreshing and gets and gets your blood pumping at some point. It does. It really does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Love the question, really. Thank you. If you had a song for every time you enter the room, what song would that be? <laughs> oh, gosh. You're great, man. You're really great. Um, wow. Damn, I find it difficult to answer that question. Maybe help me out here. What is yours? Well, I don't have a specific preference on which particular song I would have, but usually I would have like some kind of upbeat song on a, hap on a happy day. But for those <laughs> on depressing days, I would have like some sort of punk or indie pop song playing oh, around. Cool. cool. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, something like the, um, I have a, 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 a ukulele starts playing in my mind when I think of this. Um yeah. And I really hear it. It's a nice, upbeat, happy song, exactly like you say it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very good question. But more than the song, I hear the tempo, but I also see myself entering the room. Like very light, moving very flexibly, like no tension on my body, with a huge smile on my face. <laughs> right? And looking at people with a lot of love, um, caring about them, 
listening to them, having amazing conversations. So yeah, it's going to be a nice song for sure. Yep. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> what could you do a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation whatsoever? Hmm. Well, I guess a lot of things, but um, a little bit of what we're talking about today, anything that has anything to do with a human being's well-being and also the well-being of the world, which starts with the well-being of individuals. Um, I think that will be it. So how do we get people to suffer less frequently? Right? And when I say suffer, for some people, it sounds like a big word. But anytime you have a kind of like a self-limiting emotion where you're not just thriving, I, I call that suffering. Your body goes into um, protection mode, survival mode, and your, you know, your body starts, stops producing what it needs to produce and you don't thrive anymore, you survive. So to not be in a self-limiting emotion like anxiety, stress, fear, shame, guilt, right, sadness, uh, just, just to suffer less frequently, less intense every time, and that every time we do, that it lasts less time shortly so that you have the space to just walk in the rooms like i just told you right <laughs> walking and feeling amazingly and connecting with people and doing some kind of difference out there in the world the world needs us to be well if we're not well we're only going to be focusing on ourselves right and um not smiling to people not caring about others the world needs us to stop caring about ourselves and to be well. When we do, we thrive. And when we thrive, the world thrives. So I guess that would be one of my choices. Cool. Cool. What's your favorite type of day? Mm. Mm. So I leave my daughter. Oh, no, let me start even before. Um, my daughter wakes up, comes running uh, to my bed and uh, jumps into bed with me. Right, uh, my lovely Luna. <laughs> she's uh, almost four years old. We cuddle for a moment. We play in bed. We wake up, mommy, <laughs> playing. And then I, uh, we have breakfast together. And I drop my uh, daughter in the kindergarten, which is actually next to nature. And then I go for a thirty-minute walk uh, in an inspiring place in nature. And this I do every week anyways. So I'm living my ideal life. And then after that, I get to coach people and uh, make a difference in people's lives, which is also what I do on a daily and weekly basis. I wouldn't change a thing. I might travel more, but I guess having a, a daughter <laughs> makes it more difficult. Uh, so if I would change anything, is somehow travel more to exotic, beautiful places like Bali or, you know, the Philippines, uh, yeah. Hmm. All right then. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, that's all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Jan, talking about your works as a behavioral and mindset coach, the works you've done with uh, in the thousands of people, and especially that advice you gave me. That's uh, very, it's very good. Lovely, man. So, what are you willing to do about it? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm certainly going to take what you say on board for sure. I'm going to have a completely different perspective on life. But enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the moments I have now while they last. And then eventually 
when it's time to move on to a new chapter, embrace the new surroundings, and hopefully I can have something to keep myself occupied, at least. Yes, my friend, life is too short. Let me finish with this thought. Life is just too short and wonderful to just exist. Just follow your energy, follow your passion, you know, dare to take little things, do little things that you don't do in a normal base, reassess your friendships and put people in your life that give you energy. Life is just too short and precious to not thrive and be amazing. So I wish that to you, to all your listeners. And it's been really a true pressure to be with you today, Jeremy. Yeah, it was great having you here. And until next time, stay tuned for more.